the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan, on demand, presented by Decision Point Wellness. Decision Point Wellness, setting a new standard of excellence for substance abuse and mental health treatment. Find out more at dpwellnesscenter.com. From the seventh floor of a five-story building, it's Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. Look out, it is the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. I'm Dan Ragliff. It's not Monday anymore. <laughs> wow, thank you for pumping my blood. I was in a pretty uh, surly mood. Um, well, that's usually every day, isn't it? That's not just Tuesday. Uh, no, not every day. Yeah, Only on Monday. What is it about today? Yesterday wasn't bad at all because we had a great show with Miss we Idaho. Did. And, she was fun to have uh, on. Yeah, we had a lot of viewers for that one, and she was uh, such a delight. And Shamso didn't scare her off I with her not. original comment. Today it's Just Tuesday with Shamso. Tuesdays with Shamso. Just Tuesday. Wasn't it funny yesterday? Oh, by the way, Mike Reese uh, in the green room. Did you peek out there to see if he's out there? I did. Go on, run out there real quick, will you? You've got your tennis shoes on, so I'm just kidding. (laughs) Mike Reese of Decision Point, he'll be here. Then later on in the hour, we'll talk with Benjamin Mathis. Remember when we talked to his dad, Ben? Mm Mm-hmm. So this there's must Ben, be ben and Benjamin. Jr. Okay. Yeah. Sounds right. like a 60s group, doesn't yeah. it? Ben and Benjamin. Well, Ben for 22 years was a part of, uh, what was it, Roe? Rivers of the Rivers World? Rivers of the World, yeah. Where they ministered mm-hmm. to villages on the river, like in the Congo. Mm-hmm. He had some cool stories. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but his son does stuff in L.A. We'll talk to him. Hopefully he's up, because it's like, what, seven there? Yeah, yeah the t- a little after seven. Mm-hmm. What's so the time? It's early. It is early, and if you've been up late at a wrestling match, you probably... <laughs> but who goes to wrestling anymore? Oh, hey, Shamso. What? What? <laughs> what? First of all, we talked about this yesterday. I mean, there can't be that many people that like wrestling to fill, up, to fill up Phillips. Was it filled? It was. It, it was, was yeah. not. It was, up until like they had just... The back part blocked off because of the entrance, but it was it was pretty full. Wow. Okay, on Facebook you had a picture of Miss Idaho and yourself. <laughs> yes, yesterday. who was the other guy? Seamus, the guy with like a faux hawk. He, he's the? a he's an Irish wrestler. Irish, an Irish wrestler. wrestler, yeah, with a name like Seamus. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is okay. that his real name or is that his stage name? I don't know. It's probably his real name. I don't trust guys that have. Stage names. Mm. I mean, like all the so announcers half of the people here that work the- here. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yesterday, Miss Idaho put on her not her Tiana, but her, her Tiara. Although Tiana's small enough to to be sit on her head yeah, on, right. that, <laughs> on that head. Um, but she, I didn't realize she carried it in such an ornate box, and so. Well, you oh, and I Shamso. are in the studio. Really? Shamso are more than receptionists there, receptioning. Yeah. Receptioning? <laughs> is, that, is it a verb? <laughs> and Miss Idaho brings her tiara in the box, and you it think it's... a tiara and her stash. And you yeah. thought it was... Her what? Her stash. Stash. Yeah. Oh, so I thought you said stash. Stash. <laughs> her mustache. <laughs> she was in the... Uh, 
the, the, the stairwell as well. Yes, she was. She smelled the devil's lettuce. Did you smell the devil's lettuce the other day? No. I did. It took me 30 minutes to figure out what it was. I'm sure it did. Yes. <laughs> and then I ate all the potato chips I could. Oh, Lord. I Please pray for Rick Probst. Uh, so you thought the box, which was a cool box. A very nice box, yeah. yeah. Was, I didn't, was there a little like um, insignia on the top? Mm-hmm. Did it yeah. say Miss Idaho? It said uh, um, Miss America or something. Miss something on yeah. it. Yeah. She wasn't Miss America, okay, though. Okay, Miss USA. It was nice, shiny wood box. And you thought that what was in the okay, box? Okay, she came in, this very pretty girl with high heels and a cute dress, and she just had the box in her hand. I'm like, who is she carrying in the box? <laughs> who? Not, not what, but who is she carrying I in mean, the box? A, I said to Tiana, who's on with Rick and Dan? And she no, was like, I don't know. And then the girl was like, hey, I'm here for Faith Talk. And I was like, well, she got a box in her hand. <laughs> you you never know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you asked if I it was. I did. And she was like, no, not today. <laughs> not today. That means the other day she does carry people. <laughs> Ashes no. in the box. But, but when she said, should I put my stuff on now, then I knew. You were hoping it wasn't ashes. I mean, I was, was just like, all right, yeah. all right, stand back. I have a brainstorm. Uh, it just made me oh, think Lord. of something. Let me put my umbrella up. Hang on. Okay. So you said, she said, not today. Mm-hmm. And then I said, then other day she carries ashes. Like Uber, why couldn't we create a company that carries people's ashes? Because you know it's got to be kind of no. boring sitting on a shelf. Unless the cat knocks you over, like on Meet the Parents. Why would you do that? That's how you attract spirits, and spirits come and attack you. And mm-mm. No. Okay. Well, all right. Okay. Speaking of which. You've been watching too many movies and too much wrestling. Would Jesus, would Jesus go to a wrestling match? No. No. Okay. We've got enough of that going on right here in the world. What, wrestling matches? Yeah, every day. Now tell us who else you saw at the wrestling so match last we, night. We got there at did about... Did you see the Hulk? <laughs> no, I did not see the Hulk. He doesn't wrestle. Ric Flair? No. Roger <laughs> Nature <this> Boy <laughs> Kirby? Wow. No. The Assassins? We're going way back. <laughs> no. Um, we got there at about but 6.30. Bagwell? <laughs> I mean, Buff Bagwell? <laughs> you want me to be we, quiet? We got there at about 6.30 um, because, A, there's so much traffic. I had to pick up my nephew thank you rick and we were in cnn center and we were just trying to find food and and i look over no i was like hey mark hall what are you doing here mark, <laughs> mark hall, hall from casting crowns yes mark hall and brian the drummer. is he a wrestler he is not. <laughs> do you have his number he is not do, a wrestler. don't you have it i do will you call him now i won't he's call him right sleeping. now <laughs> so he was he in his tights he was not in his tights oh good he said that Kurt Angle, who is the GM of wrestle, of Raw, is a really big fan of Casting Crowns. Oh, that's and cool. so he got him tickets. But you could see, like, we had pretty good seats. Thank you, Jim. What did you just say? You just said a whole bunch of names and stuff. You're like speaking in tongues. I have no idea what you're talking you're about. You're not listening to me. This is the problem <laughs> women have with men. We, y'all don't listen. We talk. Y'all oh, don't here listen. we go. No, 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 no. Don't say y'all. Really? Dr. I was listening. Dr. Jill's coming in this week, isn't uh, she? Ne- on Monday, next Monday. Is it next Monday? Yeah. And I'm out. And you're out, yeah. Bring Shamso in, and then she can see if she can get down to the bottom of why men <laughs> It'll don't take more than an hour to get down <laughs> yes. to the bottom of Shamso. Okay, so. so Mark Hall and some kind of so guy the, named Raw the, no, something. The general manager of Raw is yeah. a really big fan of Casting Crowns. Okay. So he got him tickets. Well, so what's Raw? What is that? Is that a wrestling federation? Yeah. So okay. there's a brand. There's a SmackDown brand and a Raw brand. 
<laughs> you know, know way too is, much about wrestling. I okay? mean, I was you know, gonna say it's scary on every level. But you know what? We you had a know good all this and stuff. It probably is. But my nephew, my sister said to me this morning, "You will never take him out the house again on a school night because he was up at one a.m. saying he couldn't sleep." And I was like, "I told him we could leave." It was three hours of sitting. But the commentary oh, from the people in your seating area was great. One thing I don't like Any is fights? getting up. No, Aww. getting up and sitting down because people want to get up every five minutes. If you know you are thirsty, get something to drink. You know you're going to be hungry after you drink. Mm-hmm. Get it all at one time. We have to get up. Sit. It was like we're at a Baptist church. Get up, <laughs> sit down, get up, sit down. That's a Catholic a church right there. I was <laughs> going to say, Dan, didn't you used to go to a Baptist church? You guys uh, yeah. didn't do that. Oh, no. That's you a Catholic down, service. If, no, if you go to a black Baptist church, you got to stand with the choir, sit with the choir, stand with the choir. Uh, Welcome to Deacons. It was a lot of standing and sitting. Wow. You know, you educate me every time you come on the show. Mm-hmm. Mark Hall in his tights <laughs> at the, uh, in, was it NWF? What is no, it? No, WWE. LSD, LDS. He looked like he was having a good time because you could see him like front row and he was standing and clapping and cheering. And so I can't wait. You should. I can't wait to talk to Mark Hall because we're going to bust his. Which wrestler were you cheering for last night? Yeah. Probably Finn Balor. Finn Finn, Balor. Yeah, I was that girl that was screaming and, oh my gosh, get him! Don't let him leave! Did you throw popcorn and say, I'm going to throw a chair at you? I didn't buy anything. I was not paying $5 for a box of popcorn. Well, your poor nephew probably starved to death. No, we ate in CNN Center and he he ate Chinese food. No, they smuggled (laughs) goobers in. (laughs) I wish we did. (laughs) I was hungry after that. In your shoes. So you had a great time. Well, it was a Christian event if Mark Hall was there, so we'll let you slide on that. A little bit of grace for for wrestling. You were praying for the fans there, weren't you? Okay, here's my question. Mm -hmm. Yes. Who in your family is responsible for your deep passion for wrestling? My mother and my late grandfather. Really? Because they used to watch it, and then we didn't grow up having cable or watching TV, so when we were able to watch TV, we watched Saturday night, 6.05. It was just one hour. And from there, I think I just grew to love the sport more. Did, did they, 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 they know that it's not they, uh, yeah. real. Out of all the programming throughout the week, the one hour that they chose <laughs> was wrestling. It was just not wrestling. It was wrestling and Walker, Texas Ranger, and Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. But okay. there was a guy there holding up a sign that says, wrestling's not fake. I was like, okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. So you're a well-rounded adult because you were brought up in a wrestling household. Did you wrestle with uh, your siblings? Because you have no. quite a few siblings, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Well, I only grew up with um, three of them here. Okay. The well, that's enough. Younger. Did you guys wrestle? No. My brother up? tortured us, but no, we yes. did not wrestle. You could take him. Though. Is he a I wrestler now? Can. Is he called He's a torturer? Not. <laughs> he was into karate. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Here's a move for you. Pickle. It's National Pickle Day, by the way. So. Let's get some pickles. I yeah. want a pickle. I say we, uh, you mentioned lunch today. Maybe yeah. we should see if we can find some pickles. I love fried pickles. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Those good are stuff. really good That's with some awesome. ranch. Mm. Operating <laughs> after you eat your pickles. Uh, way too many. You can go to the operating room and see Kathy. It's operating nurse, operating room nurse day. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no. She's the R she's nurse. She's in the ER, yeah. Right. She's not in the OR. Yeah. My, ha- <laughs> my hat is off to every nurse. I don't wear a hat, but my hat <laughs> is off. Did, it would be off to it. <laughs> Prince Charles is 69 today. Hello! Hello, I'm Prince Charles. And is Joseph Run Simmons DMZ, is that, uh, that's uh, that's the one that's the reverend, right? Yeah. What's reverend the other Run. guy's name? 
Um, I don't know. Wasn't there two? I listened like to Wham, music. I have no George idea. Michael. It was running DMC, wasn't it? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Was it? <laughs> sure. Did Sounds you grow good. up listening to DMC? I did not. No. I did. I played it mm-hmm. on the radio. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Walk this way. Did you play it on your Walkman? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Anyway, birthdays today. Well, in seconds, we'll His do real, this. It's real to real Walkman. It was yeah. even a cassette. I am so excited about talking to Mark Hall. I can't wait. I know. I want to ask about his tights and wrestling. I don't want to <laughs> see the expression on his face. Just not a picture of him in the no. tights. Mike know. Reese is going to redeem the show, no doubt, because so, it's, yeah. it's, it, it's, <laughs> it's gone downhill since they opened my mic. That'll teach you. We'll be right back. This part back. of the show has been fake. It hasn't been <laughs> real. So. <laughs> we should have gotten her to show us some wrestling moves. Yeah, oh, no. I'm wearing a dress. <laughs> That's the karate kid. That's not wrestling. <laughs> Wax on. Wax on. Wax off. We'll be right back. Stay there. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. It's Faith Dog Live. They're in the sweet spot of their mediocre radio careers. It's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Now, didn't I ask you not to play that bumper so much because I, I, I'm just getting over the fact that I'm in the sweet spot of my mediocre radio <laughs> career, and then you, uh, I'm you keeping dredge you humble. all that up yeah. again. <laughs> we have to keep ourselves humble. Welcome so, to know. Tuesday, Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Mike Reese from Decision Point uh, back with us, and he brought a friend. We'll talk to them in just seconds. Um, there's a huge cruise coming up next year, 2018. And it's with uh, Dr. Jeffries, and Dr. Jeffries is uh, ha- actually has a teaching program on Faith Talk Atlanta, and uh, you can go with him and a number of folks, number of friends. I think Dan is planning to go, and probably with Kathy and the kids on the uh, on the cruise, if uh, we can uh, make sure they have the luggage to get on. So anyway, you can go. You're going to have a great time. Everybody knows and loves the teaching ministry of Dr. Jeffries, and you can find out more at Faith Talk Atlanta. Dot com. Uh, make sure that uh, you get the uh, the right uh, apparel to wear, the uh, swimming apparel. To not my speedo, but uh, actual <laughs> actual. That's not a picture suit. in my okay. mind. Yeah. I want. I definitely yeah, me need counting now. <laughs> Mike Reese here, Decision Point. How are you? Doing great. How about you? Good. You always looking good. Thank you. Sharp dressed man. ZZ Top wrote that song just mm-hmm. about you. Just for you. We went to school yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. Did you? <laughs> you brought a friend with you? I did. I did. This is Troy Roundy. Troy is our director of admissions at Decision Point. Awesome. Hello, Hello gentlemen. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. Wow. Let's just wow. let him Listen talk for voice. a minute. Yeah. Daniel, okay. I mean, it's not only good looking, but what a voice. Yeah. Right. What was your major in college? Broadcasting? International business. But I've told, uh, been told that I had a radio voice. Yeah. You I don't do. know if that's just you people do. telling well, me. Well, if I don't you want to make money, it's not a good thing. But if you want to sound good. <laughs> now, if they tell you you have a face for radio, that's not yeah, usually that's that's not yeah. a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Right. How many times have we heard that? Well, many, you many have times. it. You're the eye candy. <laughs> we hear it all the time. Anyway, what's going on? Good to have oh, you. It's good to be here. Now, Decision Point, what is happening? This is November 2017. Yes. Last time we talked, I mean, stuff was like, it was off the chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on there? So what's going on? What's new? So the last time I was in here, we were growing. We were expanding our right. facility. Right, We've right. done that. We've almost doubled in size. Awesome. We have about a 6,000 square foot facility. We now have a mental health department. So we specialize in co-occurring disorders, uh, which are mental health issues yeah, yeah. Um, for your listeners. And, uh, and we're just, I mean, we're busy. It's a good thing and a mm-hmm. bad thing, right? Because yeah. there's so much need. But the good news is people are finding us. They're getting help. And uh, and I'm just really excited about what we have uh, moving forward. Now, this is the Johns Creek office. It's our Johns Creek location. We, we expanded, crazy. yes. 
That's right. Um, so we now have a mental health department. It's not only open for people that struggle with substance abuse, but also anybody in the community that has a mental health issue, depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, things like that, marriage issues. Um, we have therapists on staff that specialize in those things, mm. not generalist, specialist. So they're PhD level, master's level, licensed professional counselors. Now, what's great about it is we have a membership program, so we don't take insurance, but it's only $99 a month, $48 per session. Hmm. That's it. Wow. It's like a gym. It's like a gym membership for your brain. For your brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. He got it already. That's right. These guys are good. I actually read the memo. Yeah. Good. For a change. That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) You know us well, don't you? I do. I do. That's that's why I'll be back next year. (laughs) Mike Reese, Decision Point. And Troy, what was your last name? I'm sorry. I didn't catch you. Roundy. Roundy. Wow. We need to get him to do some liners. I'm Troy Roundy. Well, he's going to do our voiceovers. Awesome. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. So he'll do them here, but we also, we're going to be running TV commercials in 2018. Oh, wow. And we also- Are you going to be on the spot, the television spot? You know who's going to be? Josh Harris. No! Yeah. Yeah. Josh. He's back. He's yeah. back. He's yes. coming on in a couple He's of weeks. He's coming on the again, show in so, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring him with me next time. Yeah. That, yeah Can you? That'd be because awesome. he is going to be, he's actually going to be our celebrity spokesperson. No way. Very yeah. cool. He's Wait. amazing. Did you see the clip on Facebook? The joke that he created just yeah, on the yeah, fly yeah. while he was here. Mm-hmm. He's using now as material, and people are cracking up. So you and mm-hmm. I are part of the team. That's right. We're a Christian great. guy. We love him. Yes, uh, yes. He's been a friend of our program since day one. Yeah. So we're excited about that. And what he's, a story he's got, yeah, too. He's man. very story. open about his journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a guy. We love uh, we, we love. Yes, I know please that. do. Yeah. Bring that with him. He so we'll have him. a little bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just describe for uh, the folks. Now, you're talking about things like uh, bipolar and depression and those sure. things, anxiety. Um, how do you know you really have that? And it's not just you're going through a bad couple of days, couple of months. Mm-hmm. And that's where you need a professional assessment. And that's why we do assessments for free at Decision Point. So someone can give us a call. Come on in. They'll meet with a licensed therapist. And we'll, we'll do an assessment to see if it's uh, just normal depression or, you know, we all go through things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, so we, by doing an assessment, we can determine if it's something that's affecting your life in a significant way, whether or not you need treatment for it, or if it's just something that, um, that you can deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it never hurts to get help. Yeah, we all need help. We're right. all in this together. Absolutely. So uh, getting getting help and sitting down with someone that specializes in what you're struggling with is the best way to go about it. What have you seen so far? Because this has been just rocking for a long, long time. Sure. Success stories that you have there. I know you can't mention names. Mm-hmm. We don't want to mention names, but tell us sure. a couple of stories. Well, I've you know I, I always say that I have a front row seat to miracles each mm-hmm. and every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I see. People come in that have never been in treatment before, that have struggled with alcohol, mm. and they're high-functioning, they have families, their marriage is in trouble, um, and it's just amazing that 90 days later, a spouse will come up to me and say, thank you for giving me my husband back. Mm. Thank you for giving me my wife back. Um, we get stories like that all the time, and it's just amazing uh, when you know, it takes a lot of courage for people to come in just to meet oh, with yeah, us, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why we provide free assessments because we want to make sure people get help. Whether they get help with us or we refer them somewhere else, the bottom line is we want them to get help. Mm-hmm. But uh, Troy is actually one of those miracles. 
Oh, Troy was yeah. one of our first clients. Wow. To over two years ago. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, sure mind you, you want to share, share your story? story? We've got about well, yeah. the two and a half minutes. Well, not only that, but I, I want to say that yesterday, Troy celebrated two years in sobriety. Yeah, awesome. come on. Good job. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Very good. Cool. You get a double bell for and that. Troy one. and I, and maybe we'll pick it up the next segment, but Troy and I met about four years ago. Mm-hmm. I was working at an inpatient program and I met Troy and he saw me speak at one of the groups and he said, can I talk to you afterwards? I said, sure. And so we sat down and he said, I'm really struggling with this whole God thing. Mm-hmm. He said, it's, it's all, it's religion and I've had bad experiences. And yeah. I said one thing to him that made a difference and it wasn't a big deal to me, but I said, Troy, it's not about going to church. It's not about religion. It's about having a personal relationship mm-hmm. with God through Jesus. And that was it. And from that point on, Troy was a different person. Wow. It was just amazing. And that so the, stuck with me. Over so yeah. the light went on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that's common, right? Because people have bad experiences. Very bad experiences. Uh, not so much with Jesus, but Jesus but with Jesus people. people and like, with people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Church people. And, mm-hmm. and so, you mm-hmm. you know, you build a wall or whatever and say, I don't want that. So what was it that he said exactly that just kind of turned the light on? Well, he, I always had pushback with uh, the Bible mm-hmm. and some of the stories in there. And, and something he said— not only just what Mike mentioned, but the Bible is kind of like a guidebook, you know, a guideline for a way to live, you know, and that helped me kind of be more open to to what was in the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that set me on a, a path of spiritual growth that I still experience today. Awesome. You know, so. Wow, that is really, really cool. Let's do this. We uh, Give us the website real quick, and then we'll go sure. to a hard break. And then I want to hear more about the Troy story. Great story. Both stories sure. together. You can find out more about us on our new website. It's D as in David, P as in Paul, wellnesscenter.com, dpwellnesscenter.com. And folks uh, want to try out, they can go to the website and uh, make an appointment to come uh, see you guys. And they can come see Troy. Yeah. Would love to see Troy, and, and, he, and he can just talk. He can, he can just sit there. Yeah. They do. Just they just listen. come in to hear him. That's Hello, it. my name is Troy. <laughs> I don't want to see Mike Reese. I just want no, to hear no, Troy, I Troy I'm yesterday's news. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll back with Mike and Troy. Sounds like a morning show, doesn't it? Mike <laughs> and Troy in the Mike morning. Mike and Troy Decision Troy. Point. Wellness. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. This is Faith Talk Live today. You're listening to Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. Love it. Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. It is a great Tuesday. We are talking to the guys Troy and Mike. Mike and Troy from Decision Point uh, Wellness. Thank you for playing that bumper. I was humming that all week last week. Were you? Yes, you, yes, you were. Is it the uh, Russian guys, the musicians? No, no, no This is actually Chicago. Here. Oh, that's real Chicago. There's a cover band. Out of uh, the Soviet uh, Union, yeah. well, they don't call it Soviet Union, right. Russia, and they tour, and they sound exactly, exactly like, like those guys. I was watching the videos last week. Thank you for that, mm-hmm. and thank you guys for coming in. We want to talk about how sure. you and Troy met in just seconds. Uh, in just a few, after Mike and Troy go out, and after Mike takes Troy out to lunch uh, to hey, uh, like chops <laughs> a little bit later <laughs> on. Chops even, wow. <laughs> 
Uh, and then he'll be bringing Josh Harris next time, and then he'll take us with him. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk with uh, Benjamin Mathis, and he's going to be talking about uh, uh, there's a ministry out mm-hmm. uh, in California where they just listen. And so we'll find out more about that in just a few. All Wait, right. listen? Yeah. Wait, we're supposed to listen? Yeah. And not talk mm. the whole time? Mm. Okay. Mm. Wow. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you ever talked to your wife? Haven't you ever listened to your wife? Oh, that's a whole other show. Talk, yeah. Okay. Mike yeah. Reese and Troy here. Uh, so let's go back. Let's. How did you guys sure. meet? You you initially start in the last segment. You talked about you met four years ago. Let's right. hear that story. Right. So um, part of my clinical training was to do an internship and to get some clinical experience. I had to work. Uh, I worked at a place called Blue Ridge Mountain Recovery Center, which is up in Ball Ground, and I was a client advocate there. And uh, Troy, I was working there, and Troy was one of the clients. And uh, client and Troy heard me do one of my groups. I don't remember what the group was on exactly, but um, somehow I started talking about my faith and how my faith was important in my recovery and in my life. And uh, afterwards, Troy said, hey, can I can we talk? And so uh, we went we found a private spot where we could sit together and he shared with me, you know, just kind of his he was questioning God Mm -hmm. and he was questioning the Bible. Um, because he was having a hard time wrapping his r- mind around everything in the Bible being mm. true, mm-hmm. which if we only read books that were true, we wouldn't read anything. Right? <laughs> yeah. so, um, <clears throat> but anyway, so we started talking and uh, and he had some bad experiences relative to his faith. And so I started talking to him about the Bible being a roadmap to life, that it was just a great way to live and that it wasn't about people and it wasn't about relation. Um, Religion. It was about having a personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And so that started our relationship, and we started talking a lot. And uh, I left Blue Ridge, and Troy left Blue Ridge and, and did very well for a while. And then some, something happened to reunite us. Well, let's hear that. Yeah, what happened? What happened? Uh, well, after I left Blue Ridge, I went down to St. Simon's Island for uh, a sober living kind of treatment center, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I had another major surgery, which was the reason why this whole opioid problem came about was Mm. the back surgery. So Mm. I had another one that kind of took me back out. And I proceeded to stay out for at least a year. Mm. Um, By staying out, tell them what you're... uh, What I meant by staying out is I was active in my addiction. Mm -hmm. Um, And it snowballed, got much worse Mm. this time, uh, to the point I was homeless living out of my car. Wow. Family wanted nothing to do with me. No friends, uh, absolutely no spirituality, no, no connection with God. And, uh, something happened. A a friend of mine that Mike and I both know stayed in contact with Mike after Blue Ridge. I didn't even have Mike's number. And he's like, you know, you should reach out to Mike, you know? And I had no resources at this point. I called Mike, told him what was going on with me. And he, he remembered you. Yeah, he, of course. he, he definitely yeah. remember, mm-hmm. of course. And uh, he helped me get connected into a sober living, a safe place for me, uh, and into uh, his IOP that he had just started, you know. Um, so I proceeded to get back on, on the path, and I was one of his, his first graduates, you know. And wow. I, and that was over two years ago. <laughs> wow. Uh, and I just celebrated two years of, of sobriety. Yesterday. Yesterday. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm. And you're on the team? I am. He's on the executive team, actually. <laughs> he's not just he's just he's not just a pretty face. Yeah. Um, he's actually um, very talented. Um, I mean, he just brings a lot of resources and insight 
to the position, and mm. uh, he knows a lot of people in this community. Yeah, and he's loved by everybody. Now, for those of us who aren't familiar with the, with the whole drug interaction and everything, how is it so easy to go from taking painkillers to being addicted to heroin? Why, why is that mm-hmm. so common? I'll let Troy explain that. Well, um, what I see uh, working in recovery over the past year, year and a half, and through my own experience, is that a lot of people get started with just pain pills. Mm-hmm. You know, they get prescribed by a doctor um, for a long period of time or even a short period of time, and they develop... Um, and an addiction mm-hmm. to the pain pills. Then the pain pills become harder to get. Um, you know, they, they start doctor shopping, the doctors catch on. So uh, it becomes a very expensive habit. Hmm. Uh, and then one way or another, they're introduced to heroin, which mm-hmm. is much cheaper, much easier to obtain. It works faster. Um, and uh, it's a much stronger high. But as we all know, it's it's much more dangerous, right? You know, so not that, regulated and not measured out right or exactly. whatever. Yeah, I mean, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. But when you're in the thick of addiction, you don't really think logically. Like right, that, right, you know? right. Oh, I don't know where this came from. It's not been tested in a laboratory. You know, it's just I need what I need, mm-hmm. um, and I'm willing to go to any length to do that. Wow. So Troy telling his story is a part of Decision Point. Mike Reese here as well. So when when folks come in to see you. Mm. what is the first thing that uh, you say to them, they say to you? I'm sure there's a connection because at some point you share your life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, just when they come in, it's it's getting to know a little bit about them and their story and then me telling them a little bit about me and my story mm. um, and developing that connection. I know where you're coming from. I know what you feel like right now. Yeah. And immediately, you know, they can they can begin to trust somebody a little bit more and uh, know that I can understand where they're at, you know. Uh, and then we start the process of, of giving them a, a clinical assessment, you know, to see if they're the right level or we have the right level of care for them. We so, we're so sorry that you had to experience that and that you were on your road to recovery and you fell. But I think about that's very common for people mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. So it gives them hope mm-hmm. in a sense of, well, I've tried this thing and I've, I've fallen and yeah. And I, I need hope. So I'm just so glad that you're there uh, you, to help them. You know, today I'm actually grateful for the experiences that I had, the the, the road that I had to, to walk to get to where I'm at. I'm mm-hmm. grateful for those experiences because they have made me the man I am today um, and allowed me to experience the spiritual growth and, and the connection I have with people and, and with God today. Uh, I wouldn't have probably had that, you know, had I not gone mm-hmm. through all that. Um, I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and look how God used Mike uh-huh. and and yeah. his, uh, or, you know, original being addicted to alcohol and, right. and, and that whole thing. And if it hadn't gone through that, you exactly. wouldn't have been reached. So right. just to see how God works through all that is really cool. It's really amazing. And Troy is the epitome of what it takes, you know, in terms of getting healthy again. You know, when Troy first came to us, you know, and again, we, you know, he's one of our first clients, one of our first graduates. He didn't have a car. He was in a sober living residence about two miles away. And it was in January and he had to walk oh, wow. every day. And and your, your listeners probably don't know what it means to be dope sick. But again, it's like having the flu. This is yeah. after he'd been in detox for a couple of weeks. Mm. And so here's Troy all, you know, bundled up, had a hoodie on. I mean, it's just amazing. The man you see today is so dramatically different. Yeah. He was about 145 pounds. Wow. And, you know, and he's, you know, this amazing guy now. And wow. Looks great. Very healthy. 
and uh, just to see where he's come. And, and it's all about hope. Right. Because when someone like Troy or myself, our clients, when they come in, they can see a piece of themselves in our story. And they know that recovery is possible. Mm-hmm. And that not only is it possible, but you can accomplish amazing things after you get sober. Right. And that's really what sobriety is all about. Hmm. It's yeah. not about just being sober. It's about going on and having the kind of life that you don't want to use or drink again and becoming that man or woman that God intended you to be. Yeah. How has it changed your relationship with, with family? Because at some point you, they I'm just not. had to say, There's, we, we, we don't know what to do. We turn <laughs> our back or whatever, you know, he's gone. Yeah, that was actually one of the catalysts uh, in my recovery is my family having to make that tough decision and draw the hard line. Look, yeah. we, we can't have anything to do with you. Yeah. You know, so my older sisters, my, my mother, my father, um, they just said, we're done, you know? So having that safety net removed and just kind of being out there on, on my own is what it took for me and my story to, to have a little bit of willingness to make a change and ask for help, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Fortunately, they I do have a very good relationship with with them today. I mean, that's I, great. I can remember before I got sober, my father and I we never even hugged. You know, yeah. Uh, now we hug. We, we awesome. have regular conversations. Wow. wow. Um, you know, I really connect with him. I, I look up to him. Uh, and same thing with my mother. You know, we had a very abrasive relationship while I was while I was out there and active. Mm-hmm. You know, and sisters too. I'm I'm now able to be around my my niece and my nephew and be an uncle, be a good brother, be a good son, you know, things that I wasn't able to achieve with, you know, heroin in the picture. You're able to live life. Absolutely. Love that decision point. (laughs) Uh, Definitely something to uh, check out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Troy, Mike, it's good to have you again. Give us the website folks can go to to find out more. Sure. They can go to dpwellnesscenter.com. You got to bring this guy back again. I know you're bringing Josh back, right. right? Bring this guy back. I know. And then Dan and I'll just leave the room and let him do the show. You by guys well, Mike and Troy yeah. in the morning. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Decision point. Check it out. Thanks, we appreciate guys. you guys. We'll appreciate see you in you. a few. Thank you. Coming up, Benjamin Mathis. It is called. Uh, it is called Urban Confrontational. Easy for you. Confessional. Confessional. There you go. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. I'm Dan Rice. It's Faith Talk Live. Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. The choice of discriminating listeners throughout greater Atlanta. And also those who tuned in by mistake. Hey, hey it is the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Happy Tuesday. Well, I am so glad that uh, we had the opportunity to meet Troy and Mike. Of course, we knew Mike from Decision Point. But Troy, because I am uh, stumbling over my lips and tongue today... <laughs> He could just do the show when I do that. He could. What a voice. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh, tomorrow's show is going to be a great show. Uh, we are going to be live. Live, everybody. Where are going to be? North Cobb Christian School in uh, Kennesaw, Ackworth, Marietta. It's and we, one of those. And we just found out that Ike's going to be there. Yeah. So then arrests will follow, no doubt, with Rick, Dan, and Ike. So yep. or, or Reich Eichert, as yep. uh, he said. Yeah, we're going out there for their uh, career day to uh, talk them out of getting into radio. So. <laughs> <laughs> We'll uh, talk them into uh, connecting with this guy who was on the phone, Benjamin Mathis, Urban Confessional. A urbanconfessional.org is the place to go to to find out more. Benjamin, how you doing? I am doing great. How are you guys doing? Good. Awesome. Should we call you Ben or should we call you Benjamin? What should we call you? 
Let's go with Benjamin. Benjamin. All right, okay. we'll do that. Now, we had your dad on the show, my gracious, what, back in February, I think, and that guy is amazing. Yeah, he really is. He, he, he was just out here in California, and uh, it, it's, I like to say whenever I'm with my father, it's unwritten. It is always an adventure. You never know what's going to happen. It's well, one of my good. favorite things ever. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'll, it's great. I'll bet it was cool growing up with Indiana Jones as your dad. <laughs> and it doesn't seem like that uh, the apple's fallen too far from the tree because you're pretty adventurous as well. You've got something uh, that uh, you're working on or that you're doing, actually. It's uh, Urban Confessional. It says here in uh, your bio that you're an actor, writer, uh, producer, teacher, and listener. What's the big deal about being a listener? Come on. Well, the thing about the listening is, um, to me, that's what ties it all together. I think that the way that we treat each other is most rooted in love when we're listening to each other, and that shows up in every other element of my life, whether I'm acting or producing or writing. Whatever it is that I'm doing, I hope that I'm I'm listening. And so that took on a big part of my life, and so I just kept doing it. We, we ended up... Um, making these cardboard signs that say free listening. And we just stand on street corners now in 75 countries all over the world. And we just hold a non-judgmental, compassionate space for anybody who needs to come up and talk. Now, when you first started this, oh, by the way, how long has this been going on? Almost six years now. Six years. When you guys first started, where was the first location? What what city? What town? So the first location was in North Hollywood, uh, which is in Los Angeles, at a metro station in North Hollywood. And so, was it you? You stood out there with a sign, and uh, you said, what's the sign say? Free listening or something, right? Free listening, yeah, it was me. I was actually, I was, I was, I was in a pretty low point in my life. I had just come out the other side of a divorce and was looking for healing, and I was crossing the street one day, and a homeless guy asked me for some money, and I didn't have any, so I said, well, I'll, I'll pray with you. And I'd never done that before, and, and so we stood in the middle of the road, and we, I, I prayed with them, just kind of a generic kind of prayer, and, yeah. and I thought, wow, that was a really powerful connection. Uh, I think more of the world needs to understand this. So I thought, um, I thought I'd find something maybe a little more ecumenical than free prayer. So I thought, what's the closest <laughs> thing to prayer? And I thought, I, thought, I thought free listening might be the closest thing to free prayer I can think of, and so that's what we did. So yeah, I went out. Uh, got some friends, went out the next week, and haven't stopped six years later. Wow. So when you started, uh, and especially Northern California, that area, did you have people looking at you kind of cockeyed going, okay, what's the catch, uh, dude? What's up? Well, I was, in, I was in Southern California, but I was in North Hollywood, okay. which is a, a, an area of Los Angeles. And, and yeah, people, people walk by us all the time, and they... They go, what are you doing? What is this about? Why are you doing this? It's so funny that people are so skeptical of yeah. uh, an offering mm. like that. Uh, they think we're a part of something or we're doing research or, you know, they don't trust us. But as soon as they, they learn that we really don't have an agenda, that we're, we're really just there for them, they, they open up pretty deeply and share lots of personal things. It's pretty powerful. Why do you think it is that uh, just listening is so antithetical to who we usually are in our world? Well, a lot of times we want to control everything, and one way that we do that is by controlling the conversation mm-hmm. and talking. When we when we listen, we open ourselves up to be affected, and that might mean that it, uh, our ideas get challenged, our beliefs get challenged, we might get uncomfortable, and we do just about anything to avoid that. So mm-hmm. listening, is, listening is risky, and a lot of us, uh, frankly, don't have the courage to do it. 
Benjamin Mathis talking about uh, Urban Confessional. You can go to urbanconfessional.org. What have you seen in, uh, what, six years now? I'm sure you have a boatload of stories, but uh, give us a couple that really stand out for you. Well, uh, I'll give you some generic kind of stories because we do keep everything confidential. Sure, but sure. Uh, I've had people come up to me and, uh, you know, on their way to turn themselves in to, to, to jail and say, this will be my last conversation as a free man. For wow. A while. wow. Um, we've had lots of sex workers come up and speak with us, uh, lots of people who, who are struggling with addiction uh, and people celebrating, too. Uh, one girl came up and she said that she was celebrating uh, 75 days, and she must have been she must have been 13 or so. She came up to me and said, "I'm celebrating 75 days." And I said, "75 days what?" She said, "75 days free." And I said, "75 days free from what?" And she said, "75 days free from cutting myself." Oh, and wow. she she showed me all her scars on her arm. So we get we get a whole cross section of, of people, and it doesn't matter uh, socioeconomic. It doesn't matter. We we get everybody struggling with something, and if if uh, if you listen closely, they'll share that with you. I would imagine you've heard it all, and not that you would have to be thick-skinned, but, uh, you know, my heart would be just bleeding all over the place. How do you keep from doing that? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, it definitely, you know, um, you, you definitely hear things, and they, they affect you. But I believe we are made to be affected. Yeah. I think tension really comes when we resist being affected. And so when we allow ourselves to be affected by other people, that moves through us. And then I'm also affected when they leave, because they usually leave in a better place than when they came. And that affects me as well. So uh, I, I believe we're meant to be affected and experience emotions and experience life and be affected by each other. And when we open to that, it moves through and um, processes out. And, and I just, I, I gain education I gain uh, empathy, and I grow as a human being. Now, as you talk to them, do you see a change in them, you know, where at first they might be very standoffish and reserved with what they say, but then see this person's actually listening to me, is actually interested Mm -hmm. that they open up even more and just Mm -hmm. spill it all? Yeah, absolutely. Once they get going and they realize that this is a safe, non-judgmental space, they open up. And I think if we all did that just in our lives and, and created that safe, hospitable, non-judgmental space, we'd start to see uh, just, you know, humanity begin to open up and, and share. And I think it could be a, a huge change. Mm-hmm. Certainly Urban, people are different. Urbanconfessional.org is the website. You can also check out BenjaminMathis.com to uh, find out more about uh, Ben. Have you had any that uh, were those that were speaking and you listening that eventually became team members? Oh, absolutely. In fact, sometimes on the spot, people are like, hey, this is cool. Can I hold a sign? I'm like, here you go. <laughs> it's great. It's the best. Wow. So do you need, uh, you know what? We need to do a show from Ben's house, and then we could go out with him and hold the sign. How cool would that be? Live from Los Angeles. I like it. I think we should do Oh, that. yeah, that'd be great. Do you think you, you could you loan us some money to get for a bus <laughs> yeah. so we can get out there? Because we're in the well, sweet you know, spot the, of our mediocre radio careers. Yeah. 
Right. That's all that, you know, the, the, uh, the, the miracle of technology would allow us to do this whole thing wirelessly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for raining on that parade. Well, maybe your dad can send a boat for us. And oh, we can that'd take be a, awesome. A boat, journey over right. there. We, yeah. could, hey, we, could, fact, we could go down a boat into a remote area I and like listen it. to people on the side of the river. I like it. Listen, if you come uh, on this side of the country, we've got to have you in studio. We'd love to talk to you more. I don't know if you have a book. You probably need to write one. If you have one, tell us more about it later on. Send us one. We'd love to interview you again about all that. It is called urbanconfessional.org. Help them out in whatever way they need help. Benjamin Mathis, what a vision. Mm-hmm. Love it. Thank you so much. Blessings to you, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a great day. Wow. You Boy, you know me. As yeah. well as you know me, it's hard for me to listen. Yeah. So I would have to go I'm through sorry, some... sorry. What were you saying? I wasn't listening. <laughs> I'd have to go through some kind of class <laughs> to learn how to listen. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> First, I'd need some kind of medication. Yeah. I would have to... Mm-hmm. Love that. Love it. It is uh, a great thing. It's called Urban Confessional, urbanconfessional.org. Tomorrow, it is going to be a great show. Uh, North Cobb Christian, I hope they're ready for us. We're hanging out with the high schoolers. It's going to be fun. <laughs> and Ike Reichert. Yes. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. See you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.